you're learning because Sicha is Chelet Tazvam. That's the third Sicha for Parshas Bereshis. This is a Sicha which we will be explaining in Ain of Chesedis, specifically the idea of being able to perceive Ruchnius within the Gashmistic world. In this week's Parsha, you know, the world is created, and one of the things that it speaks about is Adam Rishon giving names to all of the animals. The Medrash tells us that when Hashem, uh, when, he, when he wanted it, he came to create man, he consulted the angels, and he asked them, and, they, and the angels asked Hashem, what is the quality of Adam that you want to create him? So he answered, his wisdom is greater than yours. And he shows them, he demonstrates it by bringing all the animals in front of the Malachim, and the Malachim were unable to name the animals. And then he brings the animals in front of other Mauritian, and other Mauritian was able to name it. And the Shalal explains that the name of a physical item is a hint for its spiritual source, because we know that everything which is in this world has a spiritual source above in the higher worlds. And the name that it has is a reflection of what that spiritual source is. Therefore, he says, by the knowledge, by knowing, the Tachtoinim, knowing what's going on in the lower plane, you have the knowledge of what's going on in the Markava Aliyayna. By knowing what's going on in this lowly plane, he knows the secrets of the, of the Markava. So that was the Chachma of Adam Rishon, that he was able to name the animals Masha'in Kingdom Lachim. So we need to analyze this Medrash to understand what exactly is going on. First of all, we need to understand why is that an Indian of Chachma? Chachma is wisdom. But Lachaira, what's needed is actually a level of refinement. Because we're talking about spirituality, so we're saying that the quality of other Mauritian was that he was able to perceive the spiritual source. So you can have a person that's very smart, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he has any perception of Ruchmias. So what exa- why are we utilizing the idea of Chachmat, that Chachmasi Rubi Shalacham, it's nothing to do with Chachma, it actually has to do with his ability and his refinement that he's able to see and perceive the spiritual sources of the physical of items within the physical world. He was a spiritual person, and therefore he could see the spiritual sources. Second of all, why would the Malachim unable to do that? The Malachim, of course, much have a much le- a greater level of spirituality. And even more than that, we know that the the Malachim, the, the, they themselves are the Markav the Pnei Shor, the Pnei Arya, all these things are, are, reference, are, reference, are reference to the Malachim. So that means is that the Malachim themselves are part of the Markav So of course they know the Markav So the Chayr, they should have a much better grasp of what the spiritual source is above than even other Marushan have. So why was it the Malachim are unable to name the animals, Masha'in, Cain, other Marushan could? Okay, so that's the questions of the Sikha. So let's get into the Sikha itself. So the Sikha discusses how we know that when other Marushan was put in, in Gan Eden before he did the Avera, the purpose was the Avda Lashamra. It was in order to cultivate the gan and able to guard the gan. His purpose was to affect some type of elevation within the gan, to protect it and to improve it. So everything that he did before he got thrown out was to improve and to guard the gan. So therefore, this idea of also calling the names to the animals, that was some type of avayda. But what exactly was that avayda l'chaira? If the purpose of calling these things by a name was because he's able to see what the spiritual source is, he's not actually affecting anything. He's just letting them know, oh, sure, a shore in this world comes with the Pnei Shor, but it's not adding anything to the physical items in this world. What would be the Avedah? He's not changing anything. He's just revealing what, what, what was already there. It's a Gilemil Sabaamahi. So to understand this, 
we have to first uh, be makdim uh, a concept, ilava alol. Ilava alol, which is cause and effect. The first time we've seen it is in the books of the Raman, Sefer Goyang. Ilava alol, he is a cause and effect that can happen at exactly the same moment, but one thing is comes first because it's the cause and the effect happens afterwards. For example, you have the sun that rises in the morning. So when the sun rises, there also there's light that comes. So the sun, the, the sun rising and the light coming happen at exactly the same moment. You know, you know as the sun, I'm not gonna say the sun rises and then at a later point of time the light comes. No, as the sun rises, the light comes with it. So it's an ilava alo. So even though it's happening at the same time, but obviously the sun rising is what's causing the light to shine onto the earth. Uh, another example, when a person lights a fire, there's light. So the lighting of the fire and the light, when the fire is lit and the light that comes from the fire happens at exactly the same time. But nonetheless, of course, the fire itself is the source, is the cause of the light which will come from it. So that's the concept of the ilava alo. So in Hasidus, it uses this concept of ilava alo, and there's really... Uh, at least, two, two, there's two forms of how Ilovalo is discussed. There's the more mezuchach form of Ilovalo, the more pure Ilovalo in its purest form. And then there's Ilovalo in it not such a pure form, meaning there's Ilovalo how it applies to one entity. That's, that's Ilovalo in its purest form. And then there's an Ilovalo how it applies to two entities, meaning how one entity really has an effect on a second entity. So let me explain. So for example, we, we mentioned before the sun and the light. So the light comes from the sun. The sun is the ilal of the light. The light doesn't have any other source. It's one entity with the sun. It doesn't have anything else that's causing it to be. A light that comes from the fire, again, the same idea. The source of the light is the fire. Without the fire, there is, there never, if you, know, if you never had the fire, you would never have had the light. If you don't have the sun, you would never have had the light that comes from the sun. Uh, maybe another example, let's say, uh, which maybe is, is not as good, but so maybe just to make it a little bit more practical, let's say you have a teacher. So a teacher has a very great chachma, but he has to teach it to his student. So he, in a sense, let's say, takes out a lot of the details and he, and he gives mashal and he makes a mashal for it, he dilutes it a bit, but it still remains within his mind. So it's still chachma. So you have the greater chachma, which is the original chachma, and the olol is the secondary, the, the, the fact, the secondary um, um, chachma that comes from it. So it's not an evil olo that happens automatically. This is an evil olo that has to be, uh, you know, it's beratzen. The teacher has to want to take that first chachma and make the olo. But the point is, within the greater chachma of the teacher, he always had the olo there. Within all the details, he had the one detail that the student is able to understand. Right? So what he, all he's doing is he's removing everything else and maybe he's even diluting it. But it's always the same uh, chachma. It's just a lower level of that same chachma. So that would be ilo va'alo with, within one entity. But then you have ilo va'alo within two entities. For example, you have a chachma and bina. So a person, ha- uh, sorry, not chachma and bina, chachma and midis, person's intellect and a person's emotions. A person has emotions and has seichel from the moment that he's born. The Chachma doesn't create emotions. A person has already emotions. What the Chachma is able to do is that when, as a child gets older, and he, and he does, for example, as a child, uh, ha, from the moment uh, he's born, he has the, those emotions, right? But as he gets older and he understands that his parents provide for him, so therefore that creates a love for the parents. So when the child's born, maybe there's just a self-love, he just needs to survive. But as he gets older, he's able to develop love. Oh, my parents help me. They, they help me survive. Therefore, 
you get appreciation for your parents, siblings, Hashem, as the child gets older and he becomes an adult, you're able to think about the greater qualities in life and therefore create love and fear to, uh, you know, to, to, according to your Chachma, according to what your Chachma tells you what's important. But the point is, it's one entity having an effect on the other. So what person thinks about, let's say, a greatness of a particular person, and that thinking will have an effect, it's an automatic effect actually, but it's still an effect on something else. That's an effect on emotion, and for the emotion, a person wants to become, let's say, closer to that person. So that's an ila alul in a, in a not the purest form. So in the purest form would be, in, uh, the alul is, comes directly from the ila, there is nothing else within it, while the ila alul, uh, in a way of two entities, is one has an effect on the other. For example, let's go back to the teacher. The teacher has the chachma, and then he gives it over to the student. So when the student now has the chachma, it's the teacher having an effect on the student. So the student was there even before the teacher, the student had his own mind, but he's able to take the wisdom of the teacher and he's able to internalize it in the way that he understands it. So it will be different than how it was by the teacher because it's being internalized by him. So there is a change. So maybe just to describe one major difference, but there's of course many, is that by Ilava Allah, when it's one entity, the Allah is always just a reflection of what the Ila is. It's um, the, the, the light of the sun is a reflection of the sun, meaning it's, it's giving us, it tells us certain things about the sun. When you see the light of the sun, we understand and we know certain properties about the sun itself because the light doesn't have its own identity. Its identity is that it's a reflection. It reveals the sun. Same thing even with um, the, the light and a fire or even with a, a teacher, the lower Chachma, is somewhat a reflection of the greater Chachma. It is a part of the greater Chachma, but it does, never has its own identity. It's always just a reflection or part of something that which was already there. Masha'inkim, when we're talking about evil all of two separate entities, each one has its own identity, and it's just that one has an effect on a second identity, has an effect on some other type of personality, and therefore, of course, it will change according to what the personality is. So based on that, we could, let's, let's look at an example. So let's say a person is extremely intelligent person and he comes up with a, uh, he wants to, you know what, he wants to, but he, let's say he's a very intelligent person, but he has emotional issues. He's unable to feel the emotion of love. He was born that way, for example, let's say. He's unable to feel love. So it doesn't really make a difference how much a person will think. Let's say this person is, he thinks about it, he gives him a shalom for it, he tries to make it relevant for himself. However much he will think about a particular concept, he will never get the emotion of love because he doesn't have that, that emotion of love. So the Chachma will not be able to create the emotion of love because Chachma can only give what it is. It can only give wisdom. It doesn't, it doesn't have the ability of emotion. It has the ability to affect emotion. That's true. It could affect emotion. But if there is no emotion to affect, then it is unable to do anything. Another example. Let's say an intelligent person comes up with an invention. So he's able to get all the details, he's able to describe it, but if he doesn't have the materials, he cannot actually create that item. So it could be extremely intelligent explaining all the details, but he won't be able to create that invention unless there's actually materials for him to work with. Because again, you, the ilo of alo, this is an ilo of alo of two different entities. So the ilo can only have an effect on a second entity, but cannot create the second entity. That, and that's why it's different than the most purest form of Ilal, where the Allah itself is actually coming from the Ilal itself. The light comes from the sun. The lower Chachma comes from the greater Chachma. So you don't need anything else. It is only one item. Um, fine. So therefore, when we're looking at, let's say, creating the world, 
So we have Ruchnius, how, how the world is in uh, the spiritual world. So first we have the, the Hashem created the spiritual world, the but then we have our physical world. So Hasidus tells us that from the spiritual world, there can never be the physical world being created. It doesn't make a difference how many Elovahals you have, you will never be able to create Gashmis. Why not? Because Ruchnius and Gashmis are two separate entities. They're actually opposite entities. The idea of Ruchnius is really the Or Hashem, meaning is it's a reflection of Hashem. It could be a reflection of the Hashem's or her abilities of wool. It could be a reflection of Hashem's Kayachabligvul, but it's a reflection of Hashem. So it doesn't have its own identity. Its identity is to reveal its source, at least to, as I mentioned, to a certain degree. It could be just revealing the power of Vul, power of Gligvul, but it's always just a revelation of some other identity, the identity of Hashem. That's why sometimes it's also called Ayin, nothing, the or that creates the world is called Yeshma Ayin. What's the Ayin? Ayin is the or that creates the world of Ruchnius. Why is it called Ayin? It's called nothing. Doesn't mean it's actually nothing. No, it just means because it doesn't have its own identity. Ayin means it doesn't have its own identity, rather it's reflecting the identity of Hashem. So it's nothing in the sense that it's not, it doesn't have its own identity. It's a reflection of the identity of Hashem. Masha'in came when we talk about Gashmius, Gashmius has two parts to it. Most relevant for us, there's Yash and then there's Chumrius. The most relevant part is, of course, by us is the Yashus, meaning is that it has its own identity. So Ruchnius does not have its own identity, it's a reflection of Hashem, while Gashmius is a Yash, it means it has its own identity, it has its own personality. The second thing that it has, it has Choymer. So Choymer means material, but Choymer is a material, in its purest form, Choymer would be material with no personality at all. Um, it would just be, let's say, the material, let's say you have a chair, you have the wood, so let's say a block of wood, it doesn't have any personality, relatively speaking, but you're able to take that piece of wood and make a sculpture out of it. So the sculpture is the personality, but the wood itself didn't have any personality before you um, carved into it. So similarly, in in a greater way, when we're talking about Gashmias, so what Gashmias has is, is these two things. First of all, it's Yeshus, it has its own personality, and Choymer, it has the ability to have like a, like zero slate. It doesn't have any personality. It, it has a personality, but at the same time has no personality of that which precedes it. So when you say, for example, something is very grub, very coarse, what we're really trying to say is that you're not able to see any spiritual refinement into it. You're not able to see some type of enlightened ruchnius um, within that particular object. So we say that gashmius is humrius, what we're trying to say is that we're not able to see any spirituality within it. It's very coarse. You're not able to see the tsura. The tsura is the form which is in it. So the more grub something is, the less you're able to see the form, the spiritual form within it. So Gashmis has these two qualities. A, it has its own personality. B, it has choymer, which means is um, that it has the, on one hand, the potential to have, uh, have a form, but on its own, it doesn't have any form. So it has zero form on its own. So the more humorous something is, the more you go back to the essence of Gospels, when you go back to the humorous, it will be less and less and less of a personality. But it always has, but at the same time, but, so let, you know, let's give an example. So let's say, so we're talking about Ruchmias. So we said Ruchmias can never create Gospels, but once you have Gospels, then of course, Ilava Alo. Ruchmias can have an effect on Gospels. It cannot create the Gospels, but it could have an effect. It has to be through many hishtalshalists, ilovaolov. We got to say go through, you know, all the levels until the ruchnius gets into this world. 
So when it affects, let's say, a physical item, this physical item, imagine it had zero personality before. It's just like, like a, just a clump of material. So when the Ruchnius comes into it, it will give it a certain, a certain um, personality. Let's say it's a shore. So the Ruchniistic idea of the shore, Lamaila, will come into this block of Gashmis and create a shore. So now this block has some personality in it. It has the Pnei Shor. It has some type of Tzur, it has some type of form. But since it's also Gashmis, that means it has its own personality. So what happens is the qualities of the Shor above are being transferred to the Shor which is below, but now the Shor which is below takes the personality but makes it its own personality. So that's what Yeshus does. It's able to, um, you know, for, let's say, for example, a teacher teaches something to a student so the student is able to take the idea of the teacher and make it his own. Yeah, he's, able to, he's able to make it his own, making it relevant to how it's relevant to him. He's able to make his own invention. It could be completely his own idea because it becomes who he is. He's taking it according to his own personality. And sometimes the, the student could develop it even greater than the teacher ever developed it. So that's kind of what's happening. So the, 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 the tzur is coming from Rukhnis because Rukhnis can have an effect on a second entity, the Gashmis, which is here. But what happens once it's in this world, the yeshus of the world is, takes it and makes it part of its own personality. So whatever Rukhnis comes into this world, the yeshus will make it part of its own personality, not part of the personality of that which is before. So it's no more a reflection of Hashem. So let's say the Pnei Shur Labav is a reflection of some spiritual idea of Hashem. Once it comes down into this world, it's not going to be a reflection of Hashem. No, it's going to be a reflection of a physical animal. The animal's uh, is a reflection of itself. Or let's say a human being, we might have godly power, energies within us, but we're not reflecting Hashem. Um, no, we're reflecting ourselves. Maybe a spiritual person is able to work on that, but saying on a very physical level, this is our own personality. Our own personality takes the gifts that Hashem gave us and perfects it, makes it, we make it our own. How, how this is, you know, also by Torah. Torah is Hashem's Torah, but it says a person that toils in Torah becomes Torah, so it comes his Torah. Why is that? Because he's taking the Torah and he's making it relevant to him, how he understands it. And since he's a, sep- a separate yesh, he's his own personality, therefore he's able to change it to a certain extent. That not obviously Chas Hashem could ever change the Torah. I'm saying changing in the sense that he's making it his own, that it's reflecting also who he is. So this is how I understand it. How this is how it's relevant to me. Right? This is how the Torah is betachtainim. So there's how the Torah is lamailam, and then there's the Torah how it is in our world, which is given to us and, and has to be made relevant by each individual. Uh, to himself. Fine. So when, so now, what? Let, let's look at how this works. How this is connected now to Adam and the Malachim. So the Malachim, they're able. They might. They have a much greater understanding and knowledge of how the Markaba is about. Hundred percent. They're able to. They're able to perceive that Markaba. But then there's also how that energy becomes diluted and comes down into our world and is then subverted and transferred into a yesh. So they could, might be able, they could see where that energy came from, but what they are able to perceive is just that it's being used, it's being subverted by some other type of personality. It's no more a reflection of Hashem, it's a reflection of this own person's personality. So let's, let's give an example. Let's say we have Avram and Yishmo. So we know that Avram was chesed of Kedusha, while Yishmael was chesed of Klippa. So Yishmael, he's the son of Avram. He comes from Avram because they're both chesed. But Avram, the chesed, is a reflection of Hashem. And therefore, it brings greater bittel. It reflects Hashem in this world. While Yishmael, it says, the greater the chesed he has, 
the more he thinks of his own importance. Oh, I have all these, all this, all this stuff. It's because I'm so amazing and I'm so great and I'm able to accomplish so much. So by Avraham, the greater the chesed, it's the greater he's able to perceive Hashem in this world. He's able to see the greatness of Hashem and how much Hashem is able to do. By Yishmol, on the contrary, he sees how much he's able to do. Why is that? How is chesed being used in two different ways? The reason is because Avraham, he's not a yesh. So therefore, the chesed that he has is a reflection of the chesed, how it is above. Therefore, the chesed, when he gets chesed, what he's able to perceive, he's able to see the greatness of Hashem. And the greater the chesed, the greater the hashpah, the greater the revelation of Hashem is. While by Yishmo, when he takes that chesed into him, what he's able to perceive, he just sees how much I'm able to do. I have so many things. I have, I'm, I'm so important. It's the same chesed. It's just one is a reflection of Hashem, while the other is being a reflection of his own personality. You know, that's why, maybe not the perfect example, I haven't seen this in Chassidus, but by Moshe and Bilam, it says that if, 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 the, if the Umas Ha'ilam didn't have someone comparable to Moshe, at least in certain ways, it wouldn't have been fair, they would complain. So Hashem gave them Bilam. But Bilam didn't help them get greater. So even though he had certain qualities which were dressed the greatest Moshe, Moshe, of course, gave us the Torah. Bilam brought them to a lower level. Why? It was because Avram was able to take the R of Kedusha, and it was a reflection of Hashem, while by Bilam was a reflection of his own desires and his own guidance. So the Malachim, when they're looking at this world, so, you know, before we get to that, so let's say, let's get to Yishmael and Avram. Could you call Yishmael Avram? No, you can't. I say, oh, that's, that's Avram's kid. No, because it's a name, as we said, is a reflection of what that item is. It's a reflection of something. I say, oh, Yishmael, he's a kind person. He's a godly person. He's not a godly person. He's not a kind person. He's an arrogant individual that thinks of himself, thinks of himself a lot. So even though there's chesed within him, but we're not going to call him, like by Avram, we'll call him an Isha Likim, an Ish Chesed. Yishmael, we're not going to do. I comes from the, they're both the union of chesed. The reasoning is because one's a chesed or a reflexive chance, so therefore you call him the Isha Likim. By Yishmael, you cannot. Um, let's see, maybe another example. Let's say a person that likes to eat a lot. So we're going to say, oh, what's the spiritual source of wanting to eat a lot? It's because Lamaila, the your source, whatever your source is, it has a great desire to experience Hashem. It's like a it's like a shore that's just consuming the you know the pleasure. Lamaila is just excited to consume. Let's say uh, a lakus and, and experience Hashem has a great pleasure for consuming Hashem and consuming elokus, and that's your source. So also when you're b- below, you have this desire for food. So we're going to say, oh, look at this 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 malach, you know, he's a, such a malach. He has such a desire for food. No, you're not going to call him a malach because he's not reflecting a malach. He's not re- reflecting a desire for Hashem. He's a person that's reflecting a desire for food. So it might come from that level, but you're not actually perceiving it within the person. It's being used for something else. You cannot call a person by something if that's actually just because he has that quality within him, if it's being used for a different purpose. So if you have chesed, but you're not using it for chesed, you're using it for cruelty, we're not going to say, oh, he's such a kind person because he's giving millions and millions of dollars to sponsor terrorism. I, this that he's a philanthropist for terrorist cause, comes to the idea of chesed because he's very giving, but you're not going to call him a kind person. Because it's not a reflection of kindness, it's a reflection of terrorism. So, so, so that, 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 that idea. So therefore, the malachim are unable to call the animals by their name is because that malachim are spiritual entities and they're not able to understand the Indian of Yashus. They are just reflections of Hashem. They don't have their own personality. They are a reflection of Hashem. 
Therefore, they're unable to understand this concept of a yesh. And therefore, when something is being put into the yesh, all they see is a subversion of that. So they, they yes, they know that this is a yishmolis chesed dekrit. They know what his source is about. They even know what the kedusha is within it. They say, oh, this is a, you know, a subverted level of kedusha within it. But they're not able to see within him the ability of connecting to chesed dekrit. They say two, they see two opposite things. His chachma was that Adam Rishon was both Mel Yoinim and he was from the Tachtainim. And from Adam Rishon, he was able to perceive within the world the spiritual source above. So even how it's being, you know, if you want to call it subverted, he's able to see what the potential is, able to see, oh, where does that come from? You know, that, that desire to give, it's being used incorrectly, of course, but I see that desire of giving comes from a spiritual source. It's a spiritual source, you know, to change things, to help, to make a difference in the world, you know, whatever it is. So he's able to look and, and, and see um, where, you know, what the connection is to where it's coming from. So he doesn't just see the subverted levels that he's using the chesed for something totally wrong for his own identity. He's able to see within that identity, the godly identity too. So even in chesed, let's say Yishmol, he's, he's able to see that this is really chesed uh, from Atsilus. This is a chesed that comes from above. He's able to see that this is some type of reflection of even how it is in Atsil. So he sees in this world how it is above. He's able to see the potential. He's with what 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 is being going on, he's able to see that you know this, this just needs to be channeled correctly. And he could see even the way how it's being channeled, you know, certain reflections of that godliness. He said, Oh, what you're doing is really you know, like almost like the Bradichiver type of stories. That you're able to see within what's going on. Um, that, that there's traces of Kedusha there, and there's really desire for change, the desire for, for greater things, there's desire for godliness. Uh, and that's why other Marishan was able to give call, call the animals by the names, because the name is the idea, it's, it, it brings forth, it makes manifest that which is already, that what its true essence is, that what, what, what the item is. So the Malachim cannot call it by the spiritual source, they can call it, maybe call it by the physical sources, but not the spiritual source, because they were unable to perceive, they were not able to see within the item, the physical item, what the spiritual source is. Other other could call it. And by calling it, we know that actually brings it forth. This is a, one of the very important ideas that the rubber discusses many times, is that words have a very great power because the words that you use actually bring forth certain qualities. So people who are very positive and always speak in a positive way, that actually makes them positive people because it brings forth those qualities in themselves. And also, of course, the people they're speaking to. So you give encouraging words to others, that brings forth those qualities uh, in those other people and, and within yourself. So the words that you use actually bring forth. So other Mauritian, he was able to perceive, but it can't be false, of course. It can't just be flattery. Right? If it's flattery, of course, that doesn't do anything. It has to be true praise. You're able to see the quality and develop it. So that, that's a mile, I guess, of also good mechanic. He's able to see the qualities in the, in the, in the child or the person and bring them forth. So this is also why it says that Adam, his chachmas is mubashabulcham. What's the idea of chachmas? It just explains. Right, it says in Turkey, which literally means who, he who is wise is able to see what will transpire. He's able to see, you know, what's the effect of what's going to happen. So Hasidus explains, means he's able to see how one thing comes from, how each thing is born, how each thing is coming to be. Meaning, Adam Rishon is able to see in this world what the spiritual source was above. Now that Lachayr is the, the, the concept of Chachma. The concept of Chachma is, is being able to see, it's, it's the light. You're able to see, see the Inyan. 
Bina is that you're seeing, you're able to develop it into all the different details, all the different pratim. Chachma is always compared to Ria, the idea of seeing. Bina is compared to Shmi, which is listening, because you're, you're, let's say you listen to all the details and you're able to come up with some types of concept of what it is. While Ria, you're seeing the item itself. So Chachma is more comparable to Ria because you understand the idea itself. So other Mauritian, since he was Chachmas and Rubish he was able to see the concepts. He's able to see what the essential idea is, and he's able to even see within the world. So he's able to see that light. He's able to see it everywhere. And that's why it's, that's the greatness of Ezehu Chacham. You're able to, 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 able to perceive um, what a, a concept is. So the Malachim didn't have that great level of Chachma. So I guess they were able to more just see, you know, um, the Neulah. They're able to see maybe the details. They have to work backwards. They're able to see what's going on in this world. And, try to figure out where it's coming from, but they're not able to see the concept itself. So since they were not able to see the light itself, they weren't able to see how it is within the, the creatures. Mashink and other machines, he saw the light, he was able to see how it also was inside the creatures itself. This is maybe an example also like, uh, with the Rebbe, that one of the greatness that's spoken about by the Rebbe many times is that his intuition was phenomenal. Meaning is that the Rebbe was able to take facts from all different uh, industries and different countries and different political situations and make a prediction. Why? How could you, there's so many details, how are you able to make a prediction on based on that? The answer is it's not because there's so many details, rather he's able to see the unity between all the details. He was able to see the chachm, he was able to see the bigger picture. And through the bigger picture, then he was able to see how it's reflecting all, all these details. So he looks at the details and from looking at it now, if you're able to perceive what the bigger picture is. That, that's maybe what the, maybe a better way of explaining Chachma. You're able to see what the bigger picture is. And then from the bigger picture, you're able to go into the details. While most other people, they're only able to see their particular field. If you're a health expert, all you can understand is a little bit in health. You're definitely not able to understand any other part of the economy or any other part of, even other parts of health. You understand you know, uh, diseases, it doesn't mean you understand mental health or, or psychology or how people think. So you're able to see your one little thing and you're not able to perceive anything bigger than that. So therefore, you're, predict you're unable to make a true prediction because you're able to see just your one little thing. And therefore, when you're looking at people, you're only able to see your one little thing within them. You're not able to see their own identity. Well, someone who has suffering is able to see the greater picture, and he's able to make those proper predictions. Okay, so that's the first part of the shear, which is discussing the difference between Adam and Malachim. And the second part of the shear, we're going to be discussing um, what happened by Matan Tyron. So by Adam Arishan, he already was able to reveal the source of Gashmistik and Yanim in this world, what their source is about. And we're going to see in Matan Tyron that's gave us the capability to connect to even uh, sources of light which are above and to completely the Maila from our islands. Okay, part two. So now we're able to take a famous Nedrish that the Rebbe has spoken about many times and understand it in a much deeper way. Famous medrash from the Mesach Shabbos Tapiches is that when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Shemaim, the Malachim complained to Hashem, "Tanahitchal Shemaim, why are you giving the Torah to man?" So Hashem turns to Moshe Rabbeinu and tells him to reply, and he tells him, "Do you have a father and mother? Did you ever leave Mitzrayim, etc., etc." So the Shaila that what the Shaila is is why? What's the argument between the Malachim and 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 Moshe uh, Rabbeinu? Obviously, they never they don't have parents, they don't have Yitzis Mitzrayim, so what exactly is the argument between them? So now we can understand this much better. According to what we've explained, what Adam Marishan was able to accomplish was he was able to see the spiritual source 
of every physical entity in this world, how it is above. Meaning, as we explained, that the, the, the spiritual energies that are in this world are mishtalshal, they come as an ilava alo from the Ruchnistika source, and then it's piled on the second entity. The second entity is the Gashmis. The Gashmis does not come from the higher worlds, but the Teichin, the spiritual part, the, the energy, let's call it, the energy comes from the higher source. So the Yeshus, the, the, the material and the Yeshus comes from the Orient side, come from Hashem himself. But the spiritual uh, energy, the Teichin, the Tzura, that comes, the form, that comes from the higher worlds. And that comes through Nishtalshlis, and it becomes diluted and watered down to a much lower level. So therefore, what the Malachim are arguing is, even after Adam Rishon came, and he was able to reveal within the physical items what their spiritual source is in the higher world, but the Malachim are arguing, okay, fine, but still, we are in the higher worlds. We are in the Eilam HaSel So our spiritual source is still higher. So why are you giving the Torah to them? You might as well leave the Torah with us, because our the, we're the source of anything good which is in the, that which which is in that world. So just stay by us. So Moshe Rabbeinu has to answer uh, uh, basically about the idea of Dir B'Tachtayna, meaning that true that Adam Arishan he was not able to affect the Gashmis of the of the world itself. So what Adam Arishan was able to affect was he was able to show the spiritual source. So the Gashmis was still Gashmis. A person would still have his own identity. It still would be a much more diluted form of eloquence, but he was able to direct them saying, you know what, instead of directing your energies this way, which is being used improperly, why don't you direct that energy in this way? Instead of being chesed yishmol, be chesed avram. So it might be a diluted form of chesed, it's not as great as the chesed as it is in Atzilos, but as it is in this physical world, don't just use it as a way of yeshus and making yourself even more grub and more of a yesh, but rather use it in a way to affect some type of bittel uh, to, to reflect Hashem. So that would be done, of course, since it's a lower level of chesed. Of course, the bitl and everything that will come from it will be at a much lower level. But he was not able to affect the physical world itself. What he was doing is he's working with the ruchnis, which was in the world, and, and trying to, uh, in a sense, guide it in the, in the direct way. Uh, I, I think even by the obvious, that they were able to bring some spirituality into the world, but it was a spirituality which was always connected to the world. So whatever mitzvahs that they did, they weren't bringing a spirituality that changed the physical item itself. The physical items never changed in this world. It still remained. The only exception was the brismila, because Hashem himself gave the command for the brismila. That's a different story. But all the other ones, it never changed the physical item itself. It was just, you did a spiritual thing. Oh, so you're able to reveal a higher source, or able to reveal a higher level of, of energy, which is already somewhat relative to the world, to be revealed within the world. But the physical items never changed. So what happened at Mount Tyre was, that there is the bittel of the Eliyin of Tachtainim, that the Gashmis itself is able to become spirituals, able to be, also reflect uh, godliness. That was the Uftu of Matan Tayyar, is that the Gashmis itself would be able to reflect, um, would be able to reflect uh, spirituality. As the few examples that the Rebbe gives is, is that we know that the first of the Sarasim, the verse says, So Havaya, is the Kayach Aleki, which is higher than the Elamis. Alekecha means Kayachach of Yechayisecha, your power, your energy. So the level of Avaya becomes your own power and your own energy. And, and, and how this works is, this is the idea of the Yichud of the Nefesh Bahamas and the Nefesh Lekis. As the Friedrich explains in a letter, Vart of the Baal Shemtiv, a very interesting idea. We, we spoke about this also on the Rosh Hashanah, Asicha in Chelek Yutas. 
that when a person is hungry and he's thirsty, and his physical body is hungry and thirsty, it's really a reflection that his soul is, 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 is thirsty, his hunger is, is, wants Hashem. Meaning is that the essence of a, of a Yiddish soul has its mission to become united with, uh, is, is, is to be Mavar the world and to be Mavar Zayn and the Tzutzis. The sparks of kedusha, which is which are in this world, that's the greatest and deepest desire within the neshama. That's within the essence of the neshama, as we know that the essence what Hashem wants is a dir and therefore the essence of the neshama, which is part of Hashem, its essence also wants these beruhani tzutzis. So what's able to happen is that the neshama has such a powerful effect is that it even makes the body hungry and thirsty for those foods. So a person that's hungry and thirsty for these items. It might be, why are you physically hungry? The deeper reason is, is because subconsciously, your neshama is telling you, this, 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 is, this is relevant to our, our identity. This is relevant to the essence of who we are. We need to eat this. So if a person might be a spiritual person, the neshama will try to affect and say, you know, do this for the sake of Torah mitzvahs. Uh, you know, it's yamtif. You've got to have some type of a'inig yamtif. If the person is not, the, the neshama will make the person extremely hungry. Because the neshama has to get the body to work to get those sparks of kedusha in any way it can. So therefore, any way that this body is going to be involved with this, it's because of some type of connection to what the neshama truly wants. So here we're seeing is that there's a connection between the nefesh kiss and the nefesh That the nefesh wants things because of its spiritual source, because of its connection to the, the nefesh kiss. And of course, as a person works on himself, and becomes more aware of himself, and the more Taira, as there is, as Taira are, the person learns Taira, reveals within it, then a person will look at himself and, and say, you know what, these are my greatest desires, these are my greatest fears, why do I have these desires, why do I have these fears? These are obviously something which is relevant to my Avaita Hashem. Why do I have these talents? It's obviously I'm supposed to use them for Avaita Hashem. Why am I scared of these things? It might be that I have to overcome those fears for the sake of Avaita Hashem. Each person's personality and the things that are going on in his life are different. Why is that? It's because it's connected to the essence of who you are. It's not just random. It's Bashkacha Pratis and it's negated to the essence of who you are. But the point that we're seeing over here is that after Matan we're able to change the Gashmis. That the Gashmis itself is being affected by the Ruchnis. Is that the Gashmis is able to connect to the essence of Alakus. It's able to connect to the essence of the Nefesh, Alakis, um, and thereby want things, it would want things that the Nefesh Alakis wants. It wants to be Mavar Natsutsis. That's the greatest desire that it can have. So here we're seeing not just a transfer of the energy which is already in the world to be used more for the sake of godliness. But we're actually able to see is that the nefesh of Bahamas is connected to something which is above the world. It's not just connected to its source. You know, if the nefesh of Bahamas, let's say, connected to its source, whatever that source is in the higher world, it would take it uh, to, to a certain level of, of Kedusha, let's say, let's say by, by Goy, for example. So Goy also has some type of spirituality. So a Goy is able to reveal that spirituality within him, and he's able to accomplish whatever he's able and supposed to accomplish in this world. But that would be a reflection of what his source is it, within the world. So it would be a limited, even how it is in the Oilam Habriya or Atzil, so it would be a limited level of Kedusha. But Masha'in came when we're connecting to the Nefesh Lakis and to the essence of the Nefesh Lakis, we're actually reaching something which was essentially never even relevant, in a sense, to the, the Nefesh Bahamas, something which is above the Nefesh Bahamas, something which wasn't part of, of who it is and who it was. It's able to connect to something which is above it, which is, as I'm speaking, it, it almost reminds me of the idea of the Ibrahim Neshama, 
says Rabbi Abenini, how is he able to become a tzaddik? So it tells us in Tanya, one of the ways is that he works as being a Abenini. Uh, he's sometimes Hashem al-Mivazakim, they'll give him an Eber of a Nisham of a tzaddik. He'll connect him to the Nisham of a tzaddik, which is completely above who is, what he's shaykh to, because a Abenini can never become a tzaddik. A Abenini is a certain type of a Nisham, and it's not shaykh to those in Yonim of being a tzaddik. So what happens is it can connect through its avayda to an asham of a tzaddik, and therefore it can get that ibor. Uh, maybe this is true, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe that's also part of the idea, I think, of a chassid of a rebbe, is that the chassid who's connected to the rebbe, he's able to experience things which are much above him because of his connection to the neshama of, uh, of a tzaddik. And of course, that's the idea of matan and, and then the rebbe continues with a third level, and he says is, the, what we've been talking about is level one was the Ruchnius, which was put into the world initially, the Tsura, which is put into the Gashmistic world, which has its source within the Eilamitz itself. Then there's the ability of the Nefshahamis, of the physical world in general, to connect to something, to Havaya, to something which is completely above their spiritual source, they're able to connect to the essence of Hashem, connect to what the true desire of Hashem is. Hashem wants to have a dear Uh it, It's connected to the subconscious powers within the world. But then there's a third level, is that when the Nefesh Bahamas is able to connect to its own source, how it itself is, it has a source above the world. So it's one level is again, the energy, which its personality, uh, you know, what it gets, let's say from the higher worlds, like Pnei Shor, whatever those characteristics come into the Pnei Shor. Then it's able to connect to Kaychas, which are the Nefesh Lekis, Kaychas of, which are above it. Not, no, no real, not a, uh, something which is, I guess, ascent, I don't want to say essentially, because maybe essentially they are connected, but in a Gilidika way, something which is above it, not, not connected to it. And that's able to have a great effect on Hashem Hamas. But the third level is that the Nefesh of Hamas is able to reach its own source, how it's above the world. So it's not just reaching the source of Nefesh of which is above the world, but it's able to reach its own source. Meaning it also has a Dargir Velikus, which is above the world. Uh, the, the way how the Rebbe discusses it in this Sikha, he discusses it mitzad the union of what it's spoken about in Chassidus that the source of animals come from the oilam hatayu. Different places, I think, in Chassidus it discusses. There's different levels of you know if you want to go deep enough the shurish of nefesh Ramas, you could probably go all the way to atzmusim husayisbarach. I think could be wrong, but anyways, in this particular sicha, it discusses how the source of the nefesh Ramas comes from the oilam hatayu. So oilam hatayu. Um, on one hand, we know it was Iris Merubin, powerful Iris, and eventually it crashed because they weren't able to, in a sense, work together with each other. It's each one a powerful energy on its own, but never any type of mechanics of working together. So we're saying the animals come from that. That's why you see, by animals, they have powerful, they're much more powerful than human beings. They have certain instincts, but they can never change those instincts. So a human being is made up of so many different parts, you're able to change who you are because you're able, since you have so many parts that you're made up of, you're able to flip around between the different aspects of your personality and you're able to develop and change based on it. An animal comes from Oilu Hatayu, meaning is it's one R. This is your personality, this is who you are, these are your instincts, and it's unable to change. But there is also a certain Mila, which is in Oilu Hatayu, is that the iris are greater. Meaning is that the, what we see by animals, they're much more in tune with who they truly are. A human being, of course,
course, could has many aspects to his personality. He's able to lie to himself. He's able to do things which are the exact opposite of who he really is. He could do things which are detrimental to his health. He could be detrimental to what his goals are. They could be counterproductive. An animal is always true to himself. It knows what it is, and its instincts will always take him in that particular way, in that particular uh, style, in that particular way. That comes from a certain level of bittal, meaning is that the human being, he's made up of many parts, but there's a lot, much greater a lack of bittal. There's his own personality, and he's unable to, even within himself, the truth is, he's unable to connect to the essence of who he is, because there's so many other parts to him, the subconscious, the conscious, and all the different parts of the conscious, it doesn't have that, there's a lot of kalim, I guess that's the best way of explaining it. Since there's so many kalim, the kalim hide the iris. Because the iris is a reflection of the neshama, while the kalim are the mechanics of how a person works in this world. So the greater a person is able to reveal the iris, then it will be the greater the reflection of the neshama. But the greater the amount of kalim, then the the iris, or his neshama in this case, are being hidden, his personality, what his purpose is, is being hidden. And it's rather the mechanics which are being turned on. So the greater the mechanics the less actually sometimes the purpose is being seen. Sometimes you see this with uh, that if a person could be sometimes utilizes Bina too much, Bina is the purpose of Bina is to develop the Chachma. But a person sometimes could overdevelop the Bina, he forgot what his original purpose was. So it's such a developed Bina, he doesn't even remember what the original Chachma was. So it can go completely off tangent. Either way, that's not really, I guess, the discussion for today, but that's maybe a way of understanding so Tikkun, there's a lot of Kalim, there's a lot of mechanics, but on the other hand, the Iris are much less, meaning is it doesn't reflect what they truly are. But we have a lot, many more tools, in a sense, to develop that R. So it's interesting. We have more of the ability to develop the R, in Ilamato, where it's much truer to what it truly is, but it's not able to really get where it needs to go. It's not able to change. It's not able to develop based on what's uh, needed. Uh, you know, wherever we said about Iris, the Tau, the Kalim, the Tikkun, Meaning is you can have certain people that are full of energy and, and ideas, but they're not actually able to accomplish them. Like the best ideas, the best entrepreneurs, but they, 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 they go bankrupt. You have other people that are very systematic, accountants, and they know exactly how to develop a business, but they don't have any good ideas. They're not, they don't have that energy. They're not able to think out of the box. So it's very limited. Uh, there is no, you know, it's not so much a reflection of them, they're more a reflection of the tools. What you want really is to have both of those things together. We are able to have the iris to toe, the phenomenal ideas, but those phenomenal ideas can stay bright, what the idea is, what the purpose is, at the same time being able to be brought into the kalim, while the kalim are just, in a sense, channeling where it needs to go, but not hiding the purpose. Sometimes you can have, be very ideological, but you get so, um, you get so, uh, in tuned with the details and the rules, you forget what the you know the purpose, the original purpose was even. So you always need to have those two things together. So either way, the point is what we're talking about over here is that the source of the Nefesh of Hamas is ultimately from the Oilam Hatav, which is a powerful drive for Hashem. Um, so what we ultimately want to be able to do is that the Nefesh Bahamas has to be able to reveal its source, that drive that you have within you uh, is it comes from Hashem. So the one that particularly speaks about in the Sikha is the idea of achna, bittel, that by animals, you see a very great bittel within them. And I think the bittel that, I, uh, the bittel is that, you know, like even a child is able to guide the animals. So how is a child able to guide the animals? It's because of a great bittel that they naturally have. The bittel that they have, of course, in Eidel Matal, is to Hashem, that they're just a reflection of Hashem. How is it in this world? In this world is that they're not for themselves. 
It's not about them. They don't have their own personality in a sense. They do, but in a sense, they don't. So therefore, they're able to be guided by someone else because it's not about them. They're just following someone else. Um, so that comes with a great level of bittal. So the Nefesh Bahamas, what we're trying to develop is that the Nefesh Bahamas, to be able to reveal the source of the Nefesh Bahamas means to be able to reveal that great bittal to Hashem. But at the same time, with that great bittal actually comes with a great amount of energy, like an animal. It's bottle, and it's able to accomplish a lot more than the person could do in a zone, like let's say a horse. It might not do anything on its own, but when you have the person on top of it guiding it, it's powerful energies. And he says that's why the Rebbe Marash, um, he was speaking about the idea of behemoth. He said the idea of behemoth is ba ma, that within the behemoth is the ba, within it is ma. Ma is the idea of bittal. So within animals, within the letters of animals, you can see the bittal within it. Mashenkin by Adam, Adam is a gematria of 45, a gematria of ma. So they both have bittal within it. But the difference is behema, you have, within the letters, you're able to see the ma. Mashenkin by the person, you don't see within the letters. You have to look at the numerical value of the person. It means much more hidden, right? It's, it's hidden in numbers, which is interesting. Probably numbers, is, based on what I was saying before, it could be, is that the whole idea of numbers is trying to show the division the 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 the, the, the kalim idea of a number is, is the kli that there's so many kalim so by the animal you're the you're able to see within the words meaning is the or is much more revealed so yes it's in a kli it's in a behema so it isn't a kli within this world but the kli is much not as dense so therefore it's much easier to see the ma mashinki by the person it's in a way of a gematria it's in a way of numbers it's much more kalim it's it shows on the division the numbers um Therefore, it's hidden to a much greater extent. And Amir Tzashem, through, as uh, we brought, we spoke about earlier, by when Adam Arishan, by calling the animals by names, it's able to reveal those kaiches. So by the Rabbi Maras speaking about how the behemoth, and especially the behemoth within each one of us, comes from a great level of bittal to Hashem, where it, that helps us and that will help manifest that bittal that our Nefesh Bahamas has and we'll to utilize it to make a dear betachtenu.